Bienvenidos a otra episodio. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, this is Christian. Turns out this year we've got plans. I'm getting married over the summer. Amanda is going to be at the wedding. Bobby is going to be in Paris, and he wants me to help him break into the Soylent store. Emilio wanted to come to the wedding, but decided he couldn't be seen in Canada for legal reasons. And Nick is jump roping to California, hoping that will fix his back issues somewhere along the way. <laughs> Anyways, we're recording some filler episodes that are not our regular programming. Basically, shameless fan service to our listeners. If this is your first time tuning in, I would suggest tuning out. Uh, grab a drink, empty your bladder, because serial peer Emilio is here, ready to arm wrestle us with his words. How was that? How was that intro? How was that good? That was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> um, I want to, off the bat, just apologize to everybody. I'm on a super shitty mic, and everybody's asleep, so I'm kind of keeping my voice down. So it's not that I'm not excited. I am just uh, have to keep it in monotone. Just like Nick. Nick was super sick when you interviewed him, too. Yeah, he's he's flat as hell. It's gonna be a whole lot of flat fucking episode filler episodes, but we'll uh, we'll get by. Um, and speaking about Nick, I just wanted to ask you, uh, in what ways did the deep psychological trauma of being Nick's uncle affect your development? Uh, you know what's funny is I kind of had to go through it twice because his big brother was exactly like him, and a lot of my memories I get them confused between the two because they were. It was like raising the same nephew twice, uh, except for I think Nick was a little more of a hellion. He had, dude, it was, I, I think he's explained it. He, like he was one of, not like the misbehaved, but the, the hyperness, the amount of just energy coming out of this kid was insane. He'd always be sweating and he'd always be like, he'd always have his shirt off. Like he had a tank top on. <laughs> Yeah, the undershirt, and that's all I remember all the time, all the time. Yeah, and then now he's so mellow, dude. I think yeah, he, he was a he is a candle that burnt out, you know. And oh no, what what's gonna happen in like twenty years? Oh shit. Um. Uh, yeah, vegetable. <laughs> Fuck. Well, we're uh, we'll enjoy him while we can, I guess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> what a treasure. Okay. Um. Okay, do another thing. Would you call yourself an entrepreneur? How many businesses have you started? I've started three, but now I work for the man. Um, I, yeah, I mean, not at this point anymore. I wouldn't call myself that because I work for the man. But um, I started three different businesses, two very much related, and the third one I just didn't have time for um, because you know I had a baby on the way and. Entrepreneurship in the in the United States is hard because of uh, healthcare. That's that's uh that's why I'm so big on. I really want healthcare for all because I think it'll boost the economy. It'll it'll allow a lot of people to like try things out that they wouldn't do otherwise. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy how much the uh, like middlemen end up taking in that transaction. Um, yeah, and like the group power of everyone putting something into a pot, the bargaining power. You, you can really drop that down, which is nice. And uh, I think every other country, most other countries in the world, but I don't know, something something about America. Um, have you ever boiled an egg and why or why not? Um, yeah, for sure. I've boiled them. I don't know why, because I don't like them. I don't prefer them over any other egg type, I don't think. I think it's one of the worst ways. I guess, 
I don't know why I have, but I definitely have. Oh, you know what it was? It's uh, Easter. That's why. Oh, right. And then you paint the shells. You don't break them open and eat them. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a, just curious, favorite type of egg that you had? Uh, for almost all my life, it was, no, still, I think it's scrambled. I love scrambled. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you, you guys call it something crazy up there? Like, like wiggled? <laughs> wiggled. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to the diner and fucking, uh, how would you like, how would you like your eggs there, bud? Oh, fucking wiggled. <laughs> Let's just put them in. Um, I look like a wiggled guy. <laughs> Oh man, fuck! Uh, you'd be a ride up here in Canada. People would laugh with you. Um, it, it's so funny. Like ninety nine percent of the time, everything's so smooth, and then you'll just come up with something like decals, and they, <laughs> and it'll bring down the house, dude. Like we don't. It's shocking how different it is. Other yeah, you guys add, adding use where we don't put use. Yeah, quick. Uh... Yeah, Amanda's playing in my uh, D&D campaign, and uh, I thought it was a good time to entrap people. So I asked everyone, what are those stickers you put on cars to, like, decorate them? The permanent ones. And everyone was like, deckel, 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 deckel. It was like a bunch of fucking birds, dude. And Amanda's just, like, dying. She's like, no, what are you guys fucking talking about? <laughs> um, She's playing with a bunch of Canadians? Yeah, yeah. They're, we're all... Yeah, it's like my cousin, my some of my friends, and yeah. Um, what do you think is the number one problem that like your community of people, like your friends and family, basically has? Is there just one thing that outshines? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, my just recently too, um, the dividedness um, of the country is really affecting my family as well. Like, um, you know, certain people think certain way, right, left, and then that divide isn't, it's not growing, but certain certain parts of my family are like cutting each other off. And uh, yeah, it's it's nasty out there, man. And that, that's never happened. I have a very loving family and they've always been super close. And, but, you know, I moved away um, about 20 years ago so i go back for um for you know holidays and i'm like why is why is it not all rainbows up here like in my mind everything you know they hang out every weekend and they have they have a uh, weekend dinners with each other no it's not even like one somebody else was one of my nephews was like i haven't hung out with this other nephew since you since you came here last time two years ago and i was like oh man like wow so yeah, I would say politics is kind of like not tearing us apart, but fracturing where there was no fractures before. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it's unfortunate and it's interesting. It makes me like kind of think like in previous boiler points in history, like I mean like super big things like maybe the Civil War. Did like this happen before? Like where has this happened before basically? Like kind of like where are we headed to? Because yeah, I've noticed that in my family too. Things are getting a lot more um everything's politicized but everyone also knows each other's political beliefs which maybe they didn't know before i'm not i'm not 100 sure but yeah um funny, dude my best friend uh the guy i grew up with uh the guy my ride or die he uh, he calls me the other day and we we're talking and he's like hey blah 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 this chick you know she was so liberal and then we i was like I cannot believe we've never talked about politics ever. He's like, because it doesn't matter, dude. We just get together, we start drinking, we have a great time. Like we, 
and then we start talking about we don't know uh, of our like group of four friends we don't know what we do for a living really (laughs) and we don't don't know our politics either at all it's like it doesn't matter you know what i mean god damn dude everybody be like that yeah well i'm not sure if that well you know if people get along maybe it would be better in the long run especially with family but on the other side yeah there's some people in my family well i haven't cut anyone off i don't think you should cut off your family members unless like kill someone but uh it's pretty dicey out there i'm like what the fuck you believe what i mean like way far out there shit dude like way in the deep dredges of the internet bringing up shit i'm like man you need to get the fuck off facebook if that's like you know if this is your day-to-day belief um what do you love about being on the podcast um i mean i've i've brought this up uh a few times it's very interesting that the podcast listeners the people that listen to every episode know me better than anybody ever in my life you know what i mean like who else do you talk to for you know two consecutive hours every week like even even sam that i live with like an actual conversation that long like that never happens so that's a really interesting thing um for better or for worse i mean i make an ass of myself you know you get you give yourself enough rope sometimes you hang yourself with it but also um it could be like therapy like you just get to talk and even if you're not talking about the thing that upset you or whatever you're just talking is I don't know, therapeutic i suppose um Besides that, um, the occasional like direct message thanking me or or thanking us or whatever, those are always it's always the one shot, you know. It's not, it's it's the opposite of uh, when when somebody dies, it's a tragedy, and then um, if uh, a thousand people die, it's a statistic. It's like the opposite of that when um, when you have thousands of downloads it's a statistic but if somebody thanks you directly it's like a miracle you know yeah yeah even i am surprised i don't talk a lot at all but even i've gotten like direct messages like hey i'm really glad you brought up that game that's something i i really enjoyed playing and i like i like to hear it on the podcast i'm like oh yeah you're fucking you're welcome dude yeah <laughs> yeah you forget there's like the, uh, all these faceless numbers and then sometimes a face pops up and it's yeah yeah, and sometimes it can be scary, um, but we'll not get into that. Um, did you ever dream of doing this, like this podcast or podcasting in general or anything creative, like full time? I mean, I think we all kind of think that you'll be able to do something in entertainment sometime if you have any kind of like um, high um self-esteem or whatever you feel good about yourself you're like i could do that on tv or whatever it is and then uh yeah it's never been a dream ever i never wanted to be famous or anything but i always thought oh i could do that but that all fell apart as soon as bobby put me in front of the camera and i fucking fell (laughs) apart dude fell apart i couldn't even fuck but anyway um no it wasn't always a long dream or anything it's like literally podcasts came out i was a huge podcast fan and then I told Bobby we should start a podcast, and then we did. And then that's exactly what it happened. You know what I mean? It's like we were not far behind the first super popular wave of podcasts. And so, uh, yeah, there was not enough time for me to think about it. I just thought about it, and it happened. I'm a very, like, I'll be like that at work. That We'll talk about a project, and I'm like, well, we're standing right here. Let's just start. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of person. 
Yeah, I've uh, noticed that over the years. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, we're, we're right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, hey man, you're uh, you want to do it? I'm like, dude. Well, yeah, I could, but I'm fucking lazy. Um, what's one thing that you're uh, what's one thing that you're really proud of and you want people to know about? Um, uh, let's see. I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, continuing. I'm just, I am proud of the podcast. I think it's something different. I think a lot of people start one, like, um, there's even, there's a ton of jokes, um, that like, oh, everyone has a podcast kind of jokes and stuff, but, and then you'll see the numbers. There's like 300,000 podcasts, but how many of those have continued? Even, even though we're not like fucking, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> or anything like at least we're consistent if nothing else you know what yeah. I mean it's like yeah we we haven't stopped regardless of uh us being terrible or whatever it is you know it's like uh I don't know if it's through ignorance but here we go <laughs> I've once asked Bobby uh uh I said if the listener numbers never grew from where they are now this was like 2 years ago or something and it, how long would you do the podcast for? And he just like, he said, uh, I don't know, man, probably like 10, 20, 25 years. <laughs> he's like, he, he, no one gives a fuck that he, like he's out here for different reasons. And I think we all are too, you know, like it would be nice if it grew. Obviously we kind of want to see it grow, I think, but if it doesn't, it's not like the end of the world. Also, according to Chartable, I'm always surprised out of all like active podcasts, we're like, it's kind of like not so many people listen to the show, but like we're in the top 5% of all active podcasts. That's like, that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Dude. Yeah. Like everybody just gives up when they're not making money. And we had, you weren't part of it. This is a long time ago, man, but we've had this, we had two real serious um, uh, meetings. And at that meeting it's like, all right, are we going to take this seriously? Or are we going to try to like make the, or is this going to be something that's casual? And, you know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like a landslide victory for one. It was definitely like 45, 55 or whatever it was, you know, like it was very close both times. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm glad I'm, we went the way because if we would have taken it super serious, we would have hit choke points where we would have been able to uh, continue, you know, there's just like parts where I'm way too busy or we're too busy or something in life happens. And if you're doing something that takes up five, 10 hours a week, it you're just not going to be as consistent. And then the way that I just kind of walk into the, I walk in and I fucking let shit fall on my mouth for two hours. And then I walk away, you know, that's uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, I don't know. It, it works. Yeah. No, I think I think I think it's beautiful. Um, and I do like to see the numbers like play around up and down depending on like the episode and and stuff like that. Um, and more people than you think listen, but not as much as you. <laughs> I don't know. I've never said the number out loud. Have you? Have you said the number? I don't even know the number. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's better that way. Um, yeah. Tell me about one of your fears and what is specifically like scary about it for you. Um, uh, let's see, you know, 
for when I was a kid, I was like a scaredy cat, man. I was a lot of things, just the dark and um, all kinds of like, you know, childish kind of fears and stuff, pooping in public, stuff like that. And then at some point, I decided that it, I'm just going to pretend nothing bothers me. And then after like 10 years of that, nothing really bothers me. Like it, it just became me. And so for a long time, I was like, oh, you know, I most things don't scare me. I'm not scared of like just about anything. Um, but then, you know, you have kids and then they're vulnerable, though. So like even before Luna was born. Uh, you start thinking about, oh, what if she, there's a def, def, defect or something like that? And um, so you're always thinking about keeping them safe. And I don't, I generally don't, I think the world is super fucking safe. Like, it, there's nerf everywhere. Um, but the true threats, uh, yeah, th that's what scares me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um... I I don't know if things have changed that much from when I was a what was a kid. Definitely from when you were a kid. But like my parents let me go everywhere and anywhere, right? Like anywhere I wanted. After like seven or eight, I could like walk, hang out with my friends, spend as many time away. And now I feel like I bring that up to people when I talk about raising my own kids because I thought that was important for me. Um, and they are like, they're like flabbergasted, dude. They like. They can't believe that I have that opinion, you know? They're like, you're going to let your kid go to the park alone? Do you know there's, like, abductors up there? And, like, I go through the stats. I'm like, yeah, but no one gets abducted. Like, one person gets abducted in the city in the last, like, 10 years, you know? Like, yeah. 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 But they don't care about numbers, man. It's like they're paralyzed by the just the, just the rumor or whatever it is, the, the few times that happened. Like... Um, well, I'll talk about to people. I was like, okay, you're doing this in order for that not to happen. But do you know anybody that's ever, or do you know anybody that knows anybody that's ever happened to like home invasions? Everyone here is afraid of home invasions. Literally never know. Nobody knows anybody who's it's ever happened to. doesn't come up on the news, nothing like that. But yep. Everybody's afraid. Everybody has a gun because just in case, you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's one game everyone should play? FTL. Um, it was my, I think it was my first roguelike. And uh, it's so, I mean, there's not a whole lot to it. You know, it's, um, there's not a whole lot to it when you look at it. But then it's so deep and so many things can happen. Um, the storyline, I mean, uh, for me, I know a lot of people, I guess there's not enough action in it for a lot of people, but uh, for me, it was a perfect game. Cool. Sweet. Um, what's the largest amount of effort that you've done trying to make something work? Like project, relationship, um, fucking troubleshooting hardware, anything? Uh, the largest amount of effort. Uh, <laughs> fucking digging holes, man. There's nothing... <laughs> There's nothing, I'm not talking about proverbial ones, like literal holes. I'm a laborer. That's what I do at work. Uh, and I do a lot of different labor stuff and I find most of it easier than a lot of people make it out to be. But digging holes, there's nothing fucking worse. The earth is relentless, dude. It is so bad. 
And especially when you, there's like <laughs> machines going around and that could do it in three seconds. <laughs> you're, you're in this little corner that like can't be touched by a machine or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't dig often, but uh, when I do, uh, I fucking hate it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. That's maximum effort, dude. Especially for like, like an eight hour shift of digging, which I've done before. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I remember when I was like 15 or 16 uh we dug a hole from the street to uh the garage across like a big yard and garage Yeah, the garage. Yeah. Uh cuz we're putting a That's a trench, not a hole. But anyway. Okay, sorry. A trench. Yeah, you're right. Um and uh Yeah, the machine did most of the work, but as we approached the sewer line, it's all it's all manual work, probably like 2 or 3 feet or, or whatever is is safe. And I remember being in that trench from like six to like three in the morning. And I'm like, dad, give us a fucking, when is this going to end? Can we do it tomorrow? And he's like, no, it's going to rain tomorrow. Like we literally can't stop until we've dug all this and covered it all in, in like tarp or whatever we were going to do. And, uh, yeah, it sucked. The dirt. I don't know. Whoever thought of digging the hole. Can you believe there was no machines like in a, insane uh, just a quick side um there's a book called guns germs and steel uh talking about how like um uh, why certain cultures advanced and others didn't and this guy puts a lot a lot of uh of basically uh value in beasts of burden like a lot of like a lot of countries didn't or not countries but like peoples didn't have tameable beasts and that's what you need to fucking toil soul like you can't do it by hand i mean you can but your yields i mean it's massively different if you're able to get like bulls to pull your plows like massive 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 yeah you've recommended that one to me a couple times and i really try to i don't know it's just the contrary in me whenever something is popular but I, i i i do want to read that it seems like it has Lots of interesting fucking shit to say. Um, yeah. What? Do you have any dreams, something you're striving for? Maybe I met, like, it doesn't have to be professional. It could be, like, your family. But, yeah. Um, and This is more coming of late. Uh, I mean, recently. But um, I want to leave something of value for um, everybody else. So I'm, I'm, the property is definitely my goal right now. And hopefully as much as I can, like, uh, I haven't even got my first one, but I definitely, I'm thinking and aiming towards multiple, multiple properties. So that's hopefully, uh, next year, depending on this reception and the recession is, you know, can be a good thing, uh, if home values go down. So we'll see. Yeah. Do you ever worry that your effort of leaving something behind will have negative effects does that make any sense like not maybe not in a spoiled way maybe a little bit in a spoiled way but like i don't know just like knock-on effects of your offspring doing things that you wouldn't do or maybe being like um a little bit more exploitative with what what they have now that they have it and not coming from a background where they didn't have anything and like losing some sort of something in translation i've thought about this at nauseum dude like um I've heard lots of podcasts where this is discussed and um, it's, it's like a, um, 
it's a double-edged sword, right? And then how do you how do you give them everything you want to give them without fucking them up? Like everybody says, whenever you meet a rich guy who was born rich and isn't an asshole, everybody's like, "Whoa, how the fuck did that happen?" Yeah. That's very <laughs> rare. You know, usually you have self self entitled pricks, and nobody wants to hang out with them or whatever. Um, but then you know the people that came from nothing are like salt of the earth and like really good dudes and like you know a lot of the times uh because they had to go through the shit and um but on the other hand i'm kind of jumping around here and i think this is important for people and i i I introduced this concept to samantha and i think it's been helping her deal with people i always say that everybody's problem biggest problem is their biggest problem right so the person who can't pay rent and the person who whose Starbucks was late, and that's their biggest problem, they feel the same amount of emotion for those two things. So you have that like entitled person in their mansion that didn't get their delivery on time. They're just as upset as this person who didn't get their check and don't know where their meal is because it's their biggest problem they have in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and so um, the best you can do... Um, the best I think I can do, what I'm going to be doing with Luna and, and Mila is give them umbrella values um, and just a few, just a few, few best wisdom that I could give them. And because the more you speak, the less it matters too. So um, just, just like some really important stuff about like set and setting and stuff like that. And yeah. And hopefully they won't be an asshole just because, <laughs> yeah, I've thought about that a lot, dude. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I've thought about, I, I don't know how much money I'll be able to pass on to them, but I've heard of like these, um, these accounts where they only get their money if they have an active business. A profitable business so uh, actually i knew a guy who had a, a magic card shop and he had to keep this place open in order for him to get his like monthly stipend uh but it had to be profitable so he had to prove to the trust or whatever that he was had a profitable business and i always i always uh thought that was a great way of doing things yeah yeah it could be um what is your do you like you listen to a lot of D and D stuff and you've played D and D? Um, do you have like a character that stands out to you as someone you know? You're like, oh yeah, fucking that was the best D and D character of all time, dude. Oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, well, right now I'm listening to I've jeez, dude, I've listened to so much. Um, but I just started campaign three of uh, Critical Role, and one of the guys is like this old crotchety. Um, he, I mean, he's super old. He's like, he said he forgot counting at a, a hundred, and he's playing them super old, and uh, he forgets things and stuff. And but he's like a deft rogue at the same time, but mostly he's just bumbling his way through. Man, <laughs> I'm constantly laughing at, at at that character. I think it's funny that you have this like de- dexterous old guy, but he's just bumbling his way through and he's not the cool rogue that usually you get uh i don't know if that's the best though man oh i got it in season two of critical role one of the guys from um one of the guys from uh 
Wizards of the Coast came in to play a, a, a bit part as they do. And he made himself a, um, like a cobalt, like a little cobalt. And just the way that he decorated himself out, he, that like his cane had a little scorpions, uh, thing at the, at the top. He had all these cages and, and little things like uh, he had a little hornet hornet's nest on him he had all these little things he only survived like five minutes before he got killed by, <laughs> by 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 a fire giant but it was um i i think it was him trying to show like how to embellish your character before you even start you know there's just a lot, a lot of stuff you can work with your dm and you can be like okay look i'm an old rogue right so maybe i'll give up 10 feet of movement but give me this other thing you know and just like work with your dm and you know if something if it seems overpowered or underpowered then you work on it you know, as you level up like fuck it let's have fun yeah do whatever everybody says D D is a game where you can do whatever you want like push that push it yeah i'm uh i'm gonna try something crazy in my well maybe not crazy but i was watching this video and it was talking about ways that you can uh let your players world build as they're playing and it's like they like if they find a plant in a new land or whatever and they roll a high um like nature check if they say this plant oh shit this plant is poisonous then all of a sudden that plant is poisonous you know like within reason and not to uh, like this plant makes me invincible like maybe you know you have to have a certain type of players who are like committed to to the concept but I'm going to try that in my next sessions and see see how it goes cuz I think it is interesting to get like buy-in from people, help them like shape the world beyond who they can talk to as like NPCs cuz yeah, D&D, you're supposed to do be able to do anything. So why can't you help build things, you know? And putting roles into it maybe that would work. It's kind of like um No Man's Sky when you develop, when you find a planet and you're the first one there, you get to name it. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So make it your world. Exactly. Um all right, uh, because you kind of like to tease and sometimes you like to be an asshole. Um, you know, when I met you in person, I was really surprised at like, I don't know, you're just really kind and genuine. You're a big guy, but you're like really lighthearted um, and friendly. Um, have you gotten in trouble for being any of the things that I've mentioned? Um, no, uh, I, I always assume that people always know I'm fucking around because I'm always fucking around. I never, I never mean it, almost ever. Um, uh, maybe that's not true because I try to. I don't know why, but <laughs> Sam always makes fun of me because I'll be like, ah, I'm gonna have to talk to him. I'll be like that, you know. And she's like, you and your talks, you know. I'll put people, <laughs> I'll put people, I'll people aside and I'll tell them what I think or whatever. And um, uh, but then. I also do it teasingly, yeah. Like I'll just keep teasing and teasing and teasing about the same thing uh, because I want people to correct. But also, I'm trying to be funny about it, you know. Uh, but most of the time, I'm just being an asshole for. I'm not trolling because it's not for my gratification. I just <laughs> trying to make, I'm trying to make everybody laugh, you know. Yeah. And me and my friends were vicious with each other. Like it's rough, super rough. So um, I just assume everybody's like that, but they're not. So right yeah. i i remember um not 
maybe it was a long time ago now, but you were talking about when you first met Bobby and like how you were um, like treating each other. Uh, yeah. It was like a quick allude. I don't want to get into it too much. Maybe I don't know if it's like a sore spot, but you said basically like, oh, I couldn't do what I did with my friends necessarily. Um, if this was like going to work as a podcast or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, at some point Bobby was like, no, I get you, dude. I get you now. Like you make fun of your friends and uh, that's pretty much it. And I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, that's how I show my love. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, rapid fire round. You Are you ready? Are you fucking ready? Ready. Okay. Name the best thing about working in construction. Um, uh, problem solving and getting, getting things done. Okay. Uh, have you ever pretended to be a mannequin? No. Um, it wouldn't work. <laughs> they don't make them in my size. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you had to seduce a ladybug, would you wear a red or a black tie? Uh, I would. Um, red tie. Red tie. Okay. Say tits. Tits. Say titties. Titties. Say titty titty bang bang. Titty titty bang bang. Uh, name the most important salsa ingredient. Ooh, spice. Um, say the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Johnny on the spot. Um, you, that you're not very Johnny on the spot, dude. Like you'll, you'll be fucking painting, doing fucking all kinds of shit, anything, but fucking looking up the thing. we're talking. <laughs> um, what's your favorite MMA fighter? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, currently Rose Nama Junis. Um, uh, of all time, um, shit, I don't know. Maybe Conor McGregor. Okay. How was my Spanish to start this interview? Adequate. Would you be willing to do a cartwheel for charity? Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us at dlgaming.net for more regular episodes uh, about uh, gaming and shit. Uh, thank you to our patrons who pay us to interview casters they already listen to every Tuesday. If you'd like to support us, visit patreon.com slash dealgaming or visit the discord and tell Emilio that his jokes are very funny <laughs> I wouldn't believe you at this point 